I don't know why I did that, but Jamie and I decided to do something very, very special for the 4th of July, and that is reflect on the episodes that we have done so far. And for those that are just tuning in, thank you for going to Hot Marriage Cool Parents. For those of you that are listening on Himalaya, again, this is out a day early because of the Himalaya app. It's a great way to organize your podcast, but also to set up a favorites list and get a chance to listen to Hot Marriage Cool Parents a day early. So again, the Himalaya app, it's free. And as always, Jamie and I love to give a shout out to all of our friends out there, but those that actually do put together a five-star review. So with that being said, this five-star review comes from Eri143. Thank you for leaving a five-star review. It was the only maths I watched since I'm not into reality shows really, but you guys were so interesting and seeing you now after all of that, dot, 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 it's insane and so great. I said this before, but you're a literal reminder not to judge others too quickly. Jamie being open enough to try and Doug having an amazing patience was perfect. I wish you guys the best in everything you do. Daughter is beautiful as well. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for three. That really, 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 really means a lot to us. And again, Jamie and I wanted to put something very special together for our friends and for any of our new friends. So for the holiday, for the 4th of July weekend, this is going to be an episode of the top moments through all of the Hot Marriage Cool Parents podcast episodes, starting at episode one. So for those just tuning in, this is going to be a great refresher as far as all the content that we bring up. Well, 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 look who just walked in, Jamie and Henley. Hi, baby girl. You want to sit next to Dada? You can put on your headphones. You can talk into the microphone. Do you want to say hi to everyone? We're recording before you're in bed. This is a first. I was just telling them how we're putting together a very special 4th of July episode. Yes, 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 it is, Henley. Look at your little belly shirt. I do not put her in belly shirts just for the record. It's a bathing suit top. Look at you, a little two-piece bathing suit. I love you. You want to sing Baby Shark? Yeah. Okay, which one? Baby Shark. Okay, you start. Where mommy go? Mommy went outside. Mommy. Mommy, I'll be back. Right now, it's just Dada. Do you see Dada on the computer? <gasps> I see baby. Do you want to say hi? Say hi, friends. No. Can you say hi, friends? No. Peekaboo. I see you. <gasps> Where did they go? I want mommy. Where'd she go? I love you. No, I'm your daddy. You can have me. You want down? Why? Can you say hot marriage? Cool parents. Can you say hot marriage, cool parents? Cool parents. Yeah. What's your name? Henny. That's right. Who am I? Yeah. Uh-oh. What happened? It broke No, it didn't break. You just took them off. Henley finger, Henley finger, where are you? Mommy finger, mommy finger, where are you? You're the best. What did you do today? Where'd you go? Did you go swimming in the pool? Okay. 
but on a serious note, Jamie and I have shared our ups, our downs, moments that make us red in the face. Moments where we've been watching Henley grow up and getting her feedback. That's right. Sometimes moments that are very sad, but always honest. And that's what we vow to all of our friends. My daughter's taken away all of my speaking abilities. So for those of you who are listening for the first time, or if you've been a hot marriage, cool parent supporter from day one, here is a little walk down memory lane as we go through the best moments and our most memorable moments of hot marriage, cool parents. Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like please dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. Well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifeys and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets. Oh yeah. Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you love podcasts? Yeah. Did you poopy? Yeah. That was actually the very first Henley clip that we ever played on the podcast. And I was a huge fan of that being in front of every single podcast episode. But we felt it would be super fun to just keep recording this little angel of ours. And I have a feeling we're going to hear a lot more from Henley each week. And who can forget episode one and the announcement that started it all? Without further ado, that's a terrible drum roll. Yeah, that wasn't a very good drum roll. I don't know if we have a drum roll soundtrack, but... I'm wondering if they guessed. I'm wondering if they guessed already. No, I'm just going to say it. We're expanding the family. Jamie and Doug are now pregnant, and we're going to be parents of two. Henley's going to be a big sister, and something that we've been trying for for... A little while now has finally come to fruition and I can't wait to meet our little baby boy. Yeah, you hope it's a boy. I do. I do. And I love that you said Jamie and Doug are pregnant. I'm pretty sure there's only one of us pregnant. I helped. I'm pretty sure I'm the only nauseous one. I'm the only one freaking barely able to keep my eyes open. You wouldn't have those feelings without me. That's very true. Your little boy couldn't swim. So the other day I was going into New York City because I had this cool event to go to with Vicks Vapo Cool. Not an ad. I'm just telling you guys the story. So I'm going into the city and I knew I had to go pee, but I was like, oh, I'm going to have to hold it because there's no gas station. There's no place. There's no rest stop to go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden I have to go poo. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to have to hold this. There's no place to go. And so... Especially when you get to the tunnel. You know, you have to go really bad when you're like sitting on the edge of your seat as you're driving. Plus you're like sweating and your heart's beating really fast and you're breathing heavy. And you're like, I was literally changing the stations, trying to occupy my mind so that that feeling that I'm just going to crap my pants would just like pass me. But I've managed to pull into like the first gas station I find. And I literally... Do you remember what gas station it was? You think I'm going to tell anybody? I'm not going to own up to that. Are you kidding me? I can't believe I'm owning up to this story. This is nuts. Like this is so embarrassing and please don't judge me. But I ran into the bathroom and like literally I didn't even get my pants down and I started pooing and it just came out of me. Like I couldn't even hold it in any longer. It was like, it was so disgusting. And I was like, who am I? Do you think that's from being pregnant? I don't know. Um, This didn't happen to me last time. I was more constipated than anything. So anyways, I like barely opened my pants and my 
poo starts coming out. And I was like, oh, my. and it literally squirts from the, it literally squirts from like the door to I the toilet. vomited in my mouth. I know. And this then I the sat on the I toilet. Get. Yeah. Then I sat in the toilet staring at the floor like I'm someone who just shit on the floor of a gas station bathroom. Like Getting just, ready to go to an event. Yeah. And then this is okay. This is what no one knows. I took off my underwear and cleaned myself up. And I cleaned the bathroom floor because I'm Good a nice you. person. You are a nice person. And I literally put no big girl panties on because I didn't have any. I went commando. Good for you. And went to the Vix Vapo Cool to go. event and finished, you know, <laughs> doing what I had to do. And but in the meantime, I called my husband and I was like, you will not believe what just happened to yeah, me. Yeah, I was thinking like you were you got a parking ticket or something where maybe you got a flat tire or something on the way. But no, you call to tell me this story. Well, I had to tell someone. I was so mortified. I'm still mortified. And this was the absolute worst part of it all. You know, like the toilet seat was up. So this is a disgusting gas station bathroom. If anyone's been to the city. realized that it was the men's room. It wasn't the men. I think it was like a unisex room, which is even more disgusting. (laughs) A unisex room? Yeah, like guys and girls could go there. And I had to sit on the toilet. Like my butt had to go. I had no time to put the lid down. I had no time to line the seat. So my butt went on that dirty toilet. Poop like shot out of me. It was horrific. Absolutely Uh horrific. And this is episode one. There's no better way to follow up a pregnancy announcement than with a good old poop story. And here I was thinking that girls never went number two. And just in case you were wondering if Jamie and I would be sharing everything with our friends. Here is a quick story about the dangers of complimentary lotion that you find in hotel rooms, which is going to be before we introduce the very first guests to appear on Hot Marriage Cool Parents, the wonderful Anthony and Ashley from season five. Why would lotion ever give you any pain or stinging or anything? Like it's like lotion should be lotion should be lotion. Yeah, but this Whatever one was, was scented lotion, with like yeah. almonds or like cher- cherries or almonds or something like that. Yeah, well, it was not peaches and cream at all for me <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, so okay, let me paint this picture for them. So we're in the bedroom with the lights are off yeah. and I'm like, honestly, I'm really exhausted, but I'm like, oh my You're, you're probably not even looking at me or towards me. It's No, yeah. I, I think I was. <laughs> You know, we were, I was like, we were being intimate and romantic. And I don't know why we grabbed, like, I grabbed the lotion out of the bathroom. And I was like, yeah, we'll just do this tonight. And then, you know. Well, because you like to kill two birds with one stone, you want to lotion your hands and arms. And no, Doug. So we're trying to be intimate. I'm trying to be romantic and sweet (laughs) with my husband and really like set the mood, grab the lotion, like undo his pants. And, you know, I start massaging his manlyhood. Which sounds so weird. I don't know what else to yeah, say. My face that. is pretty red right now. But mm-hmm. then instantly you're like, ah! and you like jump off the bed and you run mm-hmm. into the bathroom and you start the shower. And I'm like, what just happened? What now, happened? The shower was too cold. So what I did was I went into the sink and it almost looked like I was humping the sink. Okay, that was a terrible moment relived. Let's move on to our first guest, Anthony and Ashley from season five of Married at First Sight. Jamie's boobs yeah. got huge. Yeah. And they hurt really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And they were no, fun for a while. I don't know. Where where were we? Target. And I was looking at nursing bras and they were like small, medium, and large. And there's one like a large. I'm like, that's not going to fit me. Like I'm being extra large. Like, <laughs> Well, it's like torture because Jamie's boobs got real big, but I can't touch them because they hurt. 
So That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you have off. to caress them. Doug. Yeah. Not yeah. touch them. You have to caress them. It's no, <laughs> no, they don't touch them at all. That's at that right. point, I'm sure. Can you show me how to caress? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's another time for that, Anthony. <laughs> And Doug, you guys are like... You guys are so boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but in all seriousness, yeah. sex while pregnant, does it happen or not? Wow, she just jumped right yeah, in. Yeah, I jumped right in there. Good for you. Who is this, Rachel D'Alto? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss love her. her. I know, I love her. Yeah, up until 30 weeks, I felt fine. Like, I didn't really feel like much different. But uh-huh. now I'm just super uncomfortable. So so you had sex probably till 30 weeks in or so? Yeah. Good for you. Don't tell my husband that. Anthony, you have to caress more. I think <laughs> you better learn how to caress like Anthony. <laughs> That's nuts. We had, we had sex oh. like we had sex like two weeks ago. Uh, well, two weeks ago. Okay, well, I'm 32 weeks pregnant, so I said up until 30 weeks. Like I was, I felt fine, kind of. And up now to 30 just, weeks, sex is comfortable. That's that's yeah. And now it's like it like hurts to turn over. <laughs> It's interesting that so many people do reach out. You know out. what, yeah. though? I, I kind of got to the point where it's like it, you, you can get so much advice from so many different people, and it's this and that. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, it's every baby's different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody true. says every baby's different. Like she, she only liked one brand of pacifier and one brand of, of bottle. Yeah. And we tried a right. whole bunch, but, yeah. it, you know, you could. You could give and, and take so much advice, but you don't know your baby at all, you know? Exactly. So everyone else's fears can't always be our fears. Exactly. Right? You can't be like, oh, this is going to happen. Well, right. it could happen, exactly. but right. it definitely happened to you. It may not happen. You just us. have to keep the baby alive for a while. I want to send out a personal thank you to Anthony for teaching me his caressing techniques. We're now moving in together and we're going to leave our wives and live happily ever after. Our second guest on Hot Marriage Cool Parents is the wonderful Erica Ekman and her husband, Dan, who came into our lives through Jamie's social media and who are now very good friends of ours in Chicago. We've broken bread together. We've went to a cheese event together in New York City, and occasionally we trade bathroom stories with each other. Before we go from the bottom to the top, Erica, how freaking painful is it after having a baby? Oh my God. So let me just tell you a quick, really quick little story. Another a little bit of a bathroom story for you because apparently I'm full of them. <laughs> but um, so after I gave birth, they take the catheter out. And you know, Jamie, I drink a lot of water. I'm somebody yeah. that I tried to drink like a gallon a day. Well, this was no different during birth. Like Dan had a couple of bottles of water there. And every time I was pushing, I was drinking like another half a liter. Like I was pounding water. So they took the catheter out and I really had to go to the bathroom again. And the nurse was like, no, I don't think you have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, no. I was like, you don't understand. I have to go. She's like, we just took your catheter out. The bag was full. You don't have to go. I'm like, miss. And meanwhile, my meds are wearing off. So I'm in so much pain. I'm like, miss, I have to go. Please just let me go. And she was like, I can't. Like, you don't have to go. So I peed all over the delivery table. Like, oh. covered the whole delivery table. She came oh back in. She was so upset with me. And then um, I got really mad at her. And I was also like the pain meds had just started kicking in like the whatever they give you the hydrocodone. And I was kind of loopy. So I peed on her the second time. <laughs> oh, my aim? God. Did you aim for her? You know, there was a lot of aim going on. Yeah. How could she aim? She's a girl. We can't aim. Oh, unconsciously aiming. Girls oh, my aim. God, Don't Erica. You know, if you are going to pee on someone, the best place to do it is in the hospital. I know that for a fact. 
these next two episodes, episode four and five, were definitely not planned and definitely not pleasant to talk about, but certainly something that Jamie and I felt should be told with the challenges and having a second baby and the unfortunate miscarriage that we suffered. If there is any silver lining to this story, it's the awareness and support that helps someone through these times, helps someone through a miscarriage and you know the stigma surrounding announcing a pregnancy early. I really want you to listen to the passion of my wife because this this is a very powerful statement. I've always envisioned what it would be like the first time I get to, you know, would I have like a natural birth, but I end up having a C-section? What would my husband be like? And I just always envisioned what it would be like the first day, like, you know, the first time that I have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I never in my wildest dreams would have envisioned that I would be delivering a 17-week-old baby who went immediately to be with heaven in, in heaven. And, you know, not only did he go to heaven, but I mean, when we looked at him, he was perfectly formed. He had all mm-hmm. 10 fingers, all 10 toes. Yeah. He had a little button nose. I mean, he had little the tiny genitals legs. Or like everything. Everything. He was a, just a perfectly formed baby who just couldn't look at us, who couldn't yeah. cry to let us know that he needed us. He, you know, he couldn't communicate to us and we couldn't protect him. I, I felt, you know, like I, the worst part about it is a mother is that you, the whole point is that our we're supposed to be able to grow and nurture and protect our little baby inside us. And I think you look for reasons of why it happened. And, you know, even, even when the doctors tell you that it's, it's more common or, you know, it's kind of a fluke. It's like, you don't, you don't necessarily want to believe that you want to, you want to find a reason you want to, you know, at least make sure that this wouldn't happen again or shouldn't happen again or yeah. couldn't, you know, and it, it's like, you can, you realize that there's just a lot of things that are out of your control. And as much as you want things to go right, it's, you know, that you pre- you start to prepare for all situations, which I mean, some people do, but you know, it just, it was such a dramatic turn, yeah. um, you know, from, from pregnancy and happiness. You know, when we lost our firstborn son, Jonathan at 17 weeks in one day, literally one of the, saddest days and moments in my life, but never thought we'd have to suffer another loss, especially so soon. But I guess life isn't fair sometimes. We go to this place called Miracles in the Making in Matawan, New Jersey. And, you know, they showed us, she showed us Gracie when she was in our womb, in my womb. And uh, yeah, and uh, uh, she is the one who was able to confirm our pregnancy. You know, she showed us like where the little baby was. And then we go there just to get confirmation. You know, we wanted to hear the heartbeat and whatnot. Because to be very honest, my sister-in-law is pregnant um, at the same time as me. And we we're going at the same exact day to the same exact OBGYN. And we were going to have lunch after yeah. to kind of celebrate our pregnancies. And I knew that <laughs> if we didn't hear the heartbeat, I would probably... <laughs> Not want to see anybody, yeah. talk to anybody. I'm just uh, holding it together here. But um, so we went to try to get the confirmation and didn't, but she doesn't go vaginally. So I was like, okay, well, that's our only hope is that she just didn't find the baby because she's not vaginal. And I'm only, I was 10, I was nine weeks when we, when we went there. So by the time we go to the doctors, um, I mean, I had already canceled that lunch because I was like, I just, 
I mean, could you imagine trying to have lunch with someone who heard the, their baby's heartbeat and then we didn't? I mean, mm-hmm. so we canceled the lunch. We went there and our worst fears were confirmed. There, the baby stopped growing at some mm-hmm. point. The amniotic sac continued to grow for whatever reason. And they said that we had three options. We could, one, wait it out and have a miscarriage naturally. naturally. Or we could, two... Uh, go to the OR and have a DNC. And I was like, no, I don't, that's not even an option for me. I'd rather not go have anesthesia and right. go through all, all of that. Kind of like the last resort. Yeah. And so then option three was that you take a medicine called side attack and you just, it kind of helps your body encourage, you know, the, the miscarry because what I had was a failed miscarriage. My body should have really just miscarried. Yeah, instead of miss miscarriage or something. Yeah. The best thing that I think that we ever did was announce for for this pregnancy early too because you know i'm i'm so i feel so blessed that at the end of the night when i you know i'm all alone quiet and i you know just have a moment to myself i know like i can just if i ever feel alone i can just go to like instagram and see that there are so many people yeah. who are praying for us and thinking of us and it, it just gives me hope and makes me feel so loved and honestly i think every woman should have that so if you're going you know, if you're going through a hard time with whatever it may be, I say be open about it and try to share your struggle at least with some yeah. other person. It doesn't have to be so public like we do, but just because you deserve love and support. And, you know, I, I really believe that if you want to share your pregnancy as soon as your first positive pregnancy test, you go for it, girlfriend. And you and if God forbid that baby is taken from you early at least you'll have someone who... At least people will understand what you're going through. You don't have to hide that. I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many women... I'm telling you, countless women have emailed me and like DM'd me on Instagram, have sent me private messages on Facebook saying, you know, sharing their story of loss and how they've told nobody ever because mm-hmm. they had no one to tell. And right. that's heartbreaking. I mean, imagine right. going... I couldn't imagine going through this. Clearly, I'm passionate and maybe hormonal and really heated up about this, but it really breaks my heart when I hear, especially men, saying, "Oh, you're not supposed to share this at this stage." Excuse yeah. me, <laughs> like it's um, just a weird way of thinking. It's just so backwards, and like it just is there. It, not for a second do I feel like it's beneficial for the woman. Like the woman deserves love and support. Jamie and I want to thank all of you for all of the love and support and continued support really from all of you, our friends. Um, you guys are truly, truly amazing, and we can't say it enough. But on a lighter note, Jamie and I also got a chance to talk to another couple with a Married at First Sight baby, season six's Shawnice and Jeffy. One of four weirdos that uh, that actually had a baby from this experiment. Yeah. I know. You guys, I know. Does, I, at least he does be keeping it real. <laughs> I like you. Always. Because this is weird. It yeah, is weird. It's so weird. What do you mean? Like getting married at first sight and then having a baby? That's yeah, weird. The whole concept is weird. Yes. Absolutely. The whole concept. Think about it. I was thinking about this the other day. Well, not even the other day, a while ago. It was like we we picked three strangers to help us find a stranger to marry. Yeah. We all of a sudden just trust <laughs> oh them because God. they said they were experts. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, all right. That's actually that's actually what sold me on it though, was because we got we got to meet the experts. And I, I think you guys had different experts yeah. than we did, but um for I, I just uh, I trusted them. All of them? No, but that's how I felt, so I felt the same yeah. way. 
Our next guest, Kat and Nat, tell us a little bit more about some mom truths. And on a side note, this was the episode where my car broke down on my way back home and I couldn't be with Jamie for the interview, but she knocked it out of the park. And as postal workers say, the show must go on. How do we know when I see you on Instagram or, you know, wherever, how can we like easily identify you? Cause you aren't like identical twins. Obviously you're not even, you're not even. That's always in bed. (laughs) (laughs) She spends a good portion lying down. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. My hair is darker. Yeah. A wee bit. It's not that much darker because you're both blondes. Well, she has aquamarine eyes and I have brown eyes. Oh, she has no filler and I have lots. She's got uh, fake eyelashes. I don't. Yes. Her nails are always long. Mine aren't. I'm usually drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I've recently taken that up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that every girl in America just wants to be your guys' best friends, me included. (laughs) And these ladies did not know how Jamie and I got married. So Jamie enlightens them. Casting people called and they said there's this thing called date. Uh, it's supposed to be called the love experiment. That's what they told us. And it was supposed to be dating. And we're going to have these experts hold hand or, you know, like kind of hold our hands in the process. And then they, they like throw the bomb on you that it's actually you're marrying a stranger and you have no idea anything about him. And, you know, but trust us because we're experts and this is all scientifically based. And I'm, I was crazy enough to trust them. But honestly, it sounds sounds crazier than it is because I you actually know these experts. I mean, it is crazy. Don't get me wrong. And I love everyone. People people t- say to your face, oh, you're so brave. And behind your back, they're like, you are crazy. Like you're I love it. nuts. I actually love it. But it worked out. I mean, I think that my husband and I were both just genuinely looking for a real love and a real relationship. And it was not love at first sight. I did not fall in love with him. And um, I actually like had a panic attack on my wedding day because I was not attracted to him entirely. And so I was like, oh no, this isn't going to work out. Like I, I thought there would be like instant chemistry. There's none of that. And like, how can we grow from here? I just like couldn't see us actually being together. And, you know, five years later, almost here, you know, here we are. And he's like the most amazing man alive. Like I am so lucky to have him in my life. You know what? That is so juicy. That story is like one in a million. I love it. It is like, I have to go back and watch it. You know, it used to take Jamie and I 10 to 15, sometimes 20 minutes just to explain what Merit at First Sight is, what the show is, how we met. And now we've really gotten it down to a science, just one or two sentences. But, you know, some of this content may not be relatable, or maybe you just haven't been in some of these situations yet. Well, probably most of you won't be in the Merit at First Sight category, but something that I bet 99% of us have experienced is headaches and migraines. And for those of us that get migraine headaches, we know that they are the absolute worst. Then what you have to do is make a doctor appointment. You have to pay a copay. Probably by the time you actually get to see your doctor, the migraine is gone. And now you just wasted a day, which is what happened to me. I went to the doctor's office and I had to take a half day of work when it was just for a headache. And you know what? Headaches and migraines are personal. So why shouldn't there be a personalized treatment? And that's where Cove comes in. Cove is on a mission to make migraines less of a headache, but also make sense of your migraine headaches to better understand what your triggers are, how to reduce the severity and treatment all from the comfort of your own home. So for anyone that has had issues with migraine headaches, there is a solution, which is Cove. When you go to www.withcove.com, you go through a 
personalized treatment. Not only that, but Cove actually offers education on the symptoms of migraines. We talked about going to the doctor. We talked about co-pays. There is absolutely no medical insurance needed. When you go to their website, it starts with a very, very easy questionnaire and consultation, which goes through how many migraines have you had per month? What are your headache triggers? What time of day? What's your medical history? What's your lifestyle? There's a simple neurological test and cranial nerve test, which can help diagnose or treat the symptoms of your headache, but also a preventative plan on ways to relieve those headaches. And when I was going through the questionnaire consultation, I realized that most of my headaches come on towards the later afternoon and usually comes on when I have very to little sleep. But as I went through, I got a personalized treatment plan that works for me. They're all FDA approved medications. More importantly, though, it is a licensed physician that will look over all of your information, all of your questions, all of your answers to the questionnaire and the consultation. So if this is connecting with anyone that has suffered through migraines or would just like to save a trip from the doctor, go to withcove.com backslash HMCP. That's withcove.com backslash HMCP. And for a limited time, you get your first month of medication absolutely free. Again, check out www.withcove.com backslash HMCP and get your first month of medication for free. Anyway, the next guest was actually one of the lucky attendees for the most awkward wedding in history, according to Times Magazine. And Jamie and I couldn't be prouder of that. But here is fellow Bachelor alumni, Erica Rose and her husband, Chuck. I'm on Tinder. This is before you, Doug. I'm on Tinder and (laughs) I always looked for like, I was trying to find myself a husband. I was trying to find a guy to date. And I'm out in LA and we were kind of bored. We were just like, what are we going to do tonight? (laughs) Oh, let's get on Tinder and see if there's someone around. So there's this guy and he has a really cute profile picture and we both liked each other. And I was like, well, I'm not going on the date alone. Number (laughs) one most awkward person ever dating. (laughs) So I have my friend Erica Melissa come. Thanks. Yes. (laughs) And uh, with her. Yeah. So the guy (laughs) doesn't realize I have like two friends coming with with us, like with Mm -hmm. me on this date. And I make my girlfriends come with me. And the That's guy funny. looks nothing like his picture. First of all, he's he like, didn't. he had to be like 40 to 50 pounds heavier. He was <laughs> significantally older. I yeah. was like, was I did, an and Miss Awkward over here, instead of being just like letting it go and just be nonchalant, mm-hmm. of course I call out the obvious. And I'm like, That's you awesome. look nothing like your picture. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I couldn't sit there and, and let it fly either. Yeah, yeah. no, like, hello. Like you lied to me. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you should update that because girls are going to know what yeah. to look for. <laughs> You're starting off the relationship as a liar. But he did good because he was really funny. Like he had us on the floor. He was now. funny. Yeah, he was really funny. And then, I feel like he was still into you, but yeah. you weren't. Yeah, no. Not, and so then my girl, so then Erica, you were like, you and Melissa were like, yeah, we're going to go and let you be on your date. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, no. Don't leave me. Yeah. I just love how open you guys are. Like the other day she was talking about like pooping on her Instagram and I'm like, yeah. Too one time, but I did not share it, and yeah. I didn't even tell him about it until much I'm later. Really, I'm actually very open. He's like, I'm on, a, I'm on, a, I'm on my good behavior right now. You know, it's always fun to hear about Jamie's dating history before marriage, and thankfully, both of us have had a lot of relationship failures because that's what made us perfect for each other five years ago. But from pregnancy to miscarriage to parenting. 
Here's Maya to tell us a little bit more about postpartum depression. There's a couple of different people that I really love following on Instagram. We had Kat and Nat on mm-hmm. and another person I really love to follow. Her name is Maya Vordestras and she's like the original letterboard mom. So she <laughs> is like, she's just so inspiring. First of all, I first noticed her because she's an amazing photographer, comes up with all these funny little memes of like, I don't know, parenting. She just keeps it real. I, I can't, can't believe you're driving and doing a no. podcast at the oh, same time. Uh, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I'm multitask, but not that well. I can't be in the house. The kids would never let me do this ever. So, oh, well, we've seen I'm pictures. Fine. We've seen pictures of you feeding a baby on a bottle and having a baby on your boob at the same time. So, oh, I, yeah. I mean, you're like superwoman to us. What I didn't know is that you could get postpartum depression months after you had the baby. I had no idea. I didn't know. And to me, I was just doing super, super well until Hazel was five or six. It was six months. Um, When Hazel hit six months, I, if I could choose a word for what I was feeling is I was, I was fading. I was, I started fading away. I did not recognize myself. That's why I was so terrified of being diagnosed with postpartum depression. And for months I was ignoring it and just pushing it and pushing it in and then just, and just it completely ignoring myself because I didn't, I didn't want it out in the open, even for myself. Any like stupid little thing would make me so angry and I would cry from anger. And after a couple months feeling like that, that's when I hit rock bottom. And I actually have never told this in anyone this, but I literally punched a hole in the wall. I, I, I actually pushed my door handle, the door into the wall, and there's a huge hole in my bedroom wall. From fighting with your wall, which I've certainly done uh, multiple times, not because of postpartum depression, but from fighting with your wall to the red carpet, Jamie and I had a chance to chat with the super talented and super funny, absolutely hilarious Heather Brooker. This actress has really told Hollywood what she thinks about giving her the title fat actress. Take a listen. Now I'm a huge star. Yeah. Yes. Huge. You're so huge. To to you. I'm so massive, you guys. You're so huge <laughs> that you are literally on the red carpet for the Oscars. Yes. So yeah, right. yeah. That's like a dream job for, for <laughs> a lot of I think for like a lot of different people. That's where Jamie aspires to. Yeah, I aspire yeah. To like you. Oh, stop. <laughs> This is like really like touching to me. So it says, I want people to see that I'm more than just a fat actress. There is comedy beyond my curves. They are independent of each other. Fat women can be funny without being the butt of a joke. I wanted that part. But then I was like, can I swear? I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be fat Pam. You know, like that's just, it feels like such a gross representation of my years of work. I don't want you to see my bits. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, I'm actually okay. very similar in that sense. Well, and I mean, no judgment on anybody who does want to show their bits. If you've got oh, yeah. them, show them, but that's oh. just not for me. I keep telling her that all the time. Show, show your more. Bits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he <laughs> loves it. I'm not going to sit around and wait for Hollywood to come to me. I made my own Hollywood. So I have motherhood in Hollywood. I know that sounds cheesy. AF, not at all. But it's incredibly empowering. Here's a clip from Jeremy and Audrey Roloff from Little People, Big World. And Jamie and I hear probably one of the most fantastic, I'll even say fantastical love stories and get some very, very inspirational quote ideas to stitch onto some throw pillows. So thank you, Jeremy and Audrey Roloff. 
the pursuit doesn't end once you say I love you or once you start officially in dating or even on your wedding day. And something that Jeremy says all the time, this is kind of like the, the slogan of like what we do with being 50% in our book. It's to find and still seek. Now that is love. So you, when you find love, but you still choose to seek it every day, that's yeah. true love. You know, congratulations are in order to Jeremy and Audrey, who just announced that they are pregnant with their second baby. So congratulations to both of you. Next, we got a chance to speak with the creator of The Lasting App, whose mission is to help couples find and keep that passion alive. I think one of the most common mistakes with new parents, straight up, is that they don't edit their lifestyle or the way they connect with each other post baby. You want to so badly cling on to what your life was like. And that's completely normal, by the way. It's not a bad thing. But you want to so badly cling on to it that you don't really thoughtfully and reflectfully edit your new life. So here, Jamie and I had my parents on, which I feel should be a recurring segment on every Hot Marriage Cool Parents podcast episode that we have, since there is definitely no shortage of material or embarrassing stories about me. And I love hearing that. In fact, in my phone, Jamie still called Olga. This is a mail order bride. You're still Yogi <laughs> Doug Hainer. Yep. So, you know, we go tit for tat. We call each other names back and forth. And uh, I said, we just leave it at that. You know, this I is something how that's goes. different. Yeah. And look where it got us. If it goes to grandchildren, I'm not going to say Henley is my favorite. But all three of them are just as special as my three kids. And you'll love them right away. If I had to tell anybody anything, it's when you have a kid, that's when you know what actual love really is. And I saw Bonnie and, you know, and it was like, wow, what a difference. And I actually, where'd all your fat go? That's the first thing you said. Where'd all your fat go? (laughs) And she stayed with me. She must have loved me from, because I was honest. Oh boy, here we go. This is Jamie explaining the first time she actually talked to my mom. Listen to this. You looked at me and you pointed at me with your finger and you were like, you, I know about you. And I was like, oh my God, what does she know about me? <laughs> but you have, but you have, after being with us for five years. Oh well, no, now. Living with us, you know how our sarcasm is. When Jamie and I got married, that was the very first time that I spent more than a couple minutes thinking about The Bachelor. And the only season of The Bachelor that I ever watched was with Chris Souls. And Jamie and I actually had a chance to chat with my favorite Bachelor couple or Bachelor Nation couple since they met on Bachelor in Paradise. But here is Jade and Tanner. How on earth did you help yourself cope with that? Because I think that there are people listening right now who may have gone through a loss recently or might in the future and for whatever reason don't want to be public about it. How can they cope with that? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because a lot of the stuff that I've talked about that we went through. So um, we only had sex once when we were in paradise and we got pregnant. And Once is all it takes. Yeah, and we found out I hadn't moved in yet. I was, you were visiting. Uh, I was thinking about moving in and we found out we were pregnant. And it was just like such a shock, I think. And there was just so much going on in our lives that we were like, holy cow, how do we even, for one, deal with being pregnant? We barely know each other. And obviously we love each other, but what does this mean for our future? Are we, able, are we ready to have a family? Because it was such an unplanned thing. And then by the time I think we were like, okay with it now I'm gonna get emotional <laughs> um and then we lost the baby 
And I just think it was just like really just so much that we really didn't even know how to, how to navigate it at the time. And we didn't talk about it enough. And it did bring us together because we got through it, but we kind of just pushed it under the rug and kind of just acted like everything was okay. And then we got pregnant with Emmy like a year and a half later. And I didn't really think about it a lot then until I had her and realized how amazing it is. And for the greatest segue ever in podcast history, here's handcuffs and tasting breast milk with former Miss Kentucky and Amazing Races Mallory Irvin and her husband, Kyle. Well, this is not handcuffs with me, you little snot. <laughs> yes. He didn't know you yet, so that's fair, you know? Yeah. I still am getting to know you. I am still lifting my <laughs> jaw off the floor right now. And then we talk about tasting breast milk. Different than real milk. Really? What was it like? Salty, right? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I took a gulp. Oh. Ew. What's it taste like? You took a gulp? Yeah. It is a little salty, but it's... I heard I it know, was sweet. It's like, it's warm, so it's different than what you would expect. It's, oh, you drank it fresh? Yeah. Oh, you got fresh okay. milk. Okay. Not out of the fridge. Yeah. You got the fresh. Okay. And then I wanted to see if there was any difference in a taste for the ones that get frozen and then reheated. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you got experimental. When did you do this? Because I wasn't around. What? So for anyone that follows us on social media, Jamie and I had a very fun sleepover with the cast of Married at First Sight Philadelphia. Well, I should say most of the cast. And Jamie and I dragged Kate and Jasmine out of our guest room and into our podcast. And I think the biggest takeaway that I took from that is that I watched my dad treat my mother like that growing up for decades and they had just gotten divorced like two years before I got married and I would speak up to my mom all the time about the way that my dad treated her things that he said just kind of reminded me when I watched it back I was like wow Luke is a lot like my father to my mother and I would always tell my mom like why are you letting this happen how could you keep staying with him after he treats you like this and I just never thought that it could happen to me too. But then I watched it and I was like, wow, I crumbled under Luke and let all of this happen to me, just like my mother. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I had my friends to remind me like, hey, this isn't, you're not happy. You need to get out of here. And then like the bride tribe and just like being able to communicate about your relationship to the people that are not your husband or your wife and tell them the truth, I feel like is so important so that they can remind you if it isn't healthy, you need to listen to them because when you're with that person that you care about or that is so manipulative, you can forget that because they're so charming or want to be with them. But at the end of the day, like it's just best to get out of that situation because you can really lose yourself, which I feel like I did for a while. My girl, Jasmine. <laughs> had a Fruit Loop <laughs> pot bar. Oh and God. Stephanie said it wasn't just like a corner of the bar. It was like the whole entire bar. Oh and rookie mistake. <laughs> yes. Higher than a kite, this girl. And it's so funny because Stephanie was like, yeah, when your boob popped out, you were just kind of like, oh, okay. And I was like, I remember all of this so vividly. I had no idea you were higher than a kite that day. For those of you that have followed Jamie's journey to find her father, her dedication and research comes to a very bittersweet result. 
she told me that he had only just recently passed. And I feel like I'm going to cry right here right now because that's the hard part for me is that like I went my whole life like dying to meet this man. And, you know, then I find out that probably it's this guy who she's telling me is her only brother and probably the only likely person. And he just passed. And I guess I'm probably not the only one that's ever had that. But my biggest fear was that that's what was going to happen, is that he was already going to be gone by the time I reached him. And that's why I like had a fire under my butt to try to find him before life got away from me even more. Yeah. <sighs> and who can forget our real and honest conversation with Nicole Franzel and Victor from Big Brother and Amazing Race? I do have anxiety and it comes and goes in waves. Sometimes I don't know what's causing it, but it will be for a month at a time almost where I can't really leave the house. I have trouble sleeping. I wake up in panic attacks and like my instinct is to throw myself on the floor and try to catch my breath, get a cold towel. And I don't know what's causing it. And sometimes we're just driving down the road and I have a legit panic attack. It's like you black out, can't breathe. You feel like you're going to die. I'm like, am I having a heart attack? And so It's something that I've struggled with and it's getting almost worse as I get older. This isn't something, I mean, I've always had anxiety, like test anxiety. I've always got a nervous before sports events. Natural, the natural anxiety, yeah. But this is like where it almost will take over my life for months at a time if I let it. And so my mom had it too. She completely overcame it by herself. She forced herself to go to work. Jamie and I love to bring you honest and real talk. And there's some conversations, some statements, some stories that'll come out that you may not agree with. There's going to be some conversation that, you know, may be different from your beliefs. What we say is going to be our opinion. And certainly a topic like abortion is not taken lightly by anybody. But I think that this is an open, honest conversation about choice and understanding and just trying to see from somebody else's eyes and views. Pro-life, pro-choice, whatever your religious political views are, we all have the same goal, truly. And that is less abortions. And let me tell you that if we ban abortions, that doesn't mean there's going to be less abortions. That means there's going to be more abortions that end up with fatalities because there's a hemorrhage. A woman is poking herself with a hanger, a metal hanger to abort this baby. And now she is bleeding profusely and dies, or she gets an infection that causes her to die. Or, I mean, this is the worst of it. And this is what I really want you to think about because it's the absolute truth. We already hear about babies being born and left in a garbage can or left at the side of the road or left in a dumpster because they're not wanted. We cannot ban abortions because that will happen more. It will absolutely happen more. And just like you said, Doug, truly, if we ban abortions, then it should absolutely be mandatory that you adopt, that every single family adopts at least one or two, probably five kids, because there are that many unwanted pregnancies. It would be very interesting to find out all of the anti-abortion protesters and how many of them actually have adopted children. But on a lighter note, again, my favorite guests on the podcast, which is slowly creeping up to be Henley Grace as my favorite guest, but my second favorite guest being my parents who tell us a little bit about bedwetting and how I developed a stutter. 
Oh, hi, Gracie. Henley, do you think that we're good parents? Hi, Daddy. I, I want to sit down. You, you want to sit down? <sighs> if you guys could see her right now, she has her mouth on the microphone and she's <laughs> eating it. We both took a parenting quiz and it says that we're authoritative, strict, and laissez-faire. What do you think? So apparently I walked in on my parents having sex and this is how they explain it. What the heck happened? I jumped up out of the air and all she did was roll over and make a ghost sound while you were in your dark toy box in the room. Go, and you came running out there. You stuttered for like three years. Oh, that. stop it. You did <laughs> he not. Did. He did. That, I, I heard that I had such a terrible stutter when I was younger. I didn't know that's why. No, and that wasn't why. Stop lying. Okay, well, he didn't. He didn't start. No, he didn't start stuttering till he was five and in kindergarten. When did I stop peeing in the bed? When you were probably twelve. Okay, so I, I was right. It was before a teenager. The best part about all of these stories with my parents is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. Now let's get a little bit more of a real conversation and try to understand. Couples that may be going through a loss, what to say, what not to say, and maybe just sitting and listening and being there for somebody. You know, dealing with miscarriage, dealing with backlash for abortion, and just hearing people comments and whether that's the reason for some of the depression. It's just knowing and being there for somebody, maybe not even speaking, but just being there, arm over the shoulder, just sitting and listening and taking in anything. There's nothing more that Jamie and I love is meeting all of our friends out and about, which still happens from time to time. So please feel free to come up to us. We are very personable and we love taking pictures with you, but we also like to incorporate you into this universe. And the 28-day challenge that Jamie had proposed on one of the more recent podcasts is a testament to that. So the 28-day challenge is going to be this. Every single day, you do some sort of physical activity that causes a sweat. There's going to be two components to this 28-day challenge. The first being that you work out for 30 minutes, whether it be in 10-minute increments three times a day or 30 minutes straight, however you want to do it and whatever you want to do. Just doing anything other than just sitting in the same spot for the whole day, whether it's be the office or the couch or the dinner table, whatever, just get up and move your body because it genuinely helps your mental health more than anything. And the second part of the 28-day challenge is a gratitude journal. So find some quiet time every single day and write down five things that you're thankful for for that day. And the recent episode with Ashley Flowers, Crime Junkie, is someone that Jamie is nervous to speak to. She is a fangirl for this person. And shows like this, Crime Junkies, Forensic Files, Murder, these are shows that Jamie watches religiously. And I used to think that it's her just preparing different ways to murder me. Um, but I slowly realized that Jamie should have been a detective or maybe was a detective in her former life. But this is going to be more of a conversation on how to maybe prepare, maybe a little bit talk about the deaths in the Dominican Republic. But more importantly, let's get into the crime junkie universe. The fascination isn't with the gory details and how many people died, but trying to figure out what it is so you can try to avoid it. It's all about self-preservation. Yes. I think. Oh, 100%. I'm way more aware of my yeah. surroundings. Yeah. 
It does. It makes you a lot more vigilant and it makes you prepared. People say that crime junkies are paranoid. I say we're pre-paranoid. <laughs> so a little bit of both. <laughs> for looking at crime my whole life. I think that all of this has just made me appreciate people in my life and situations in my life a little bit more. And it's helped put things in perspective. Talking about all these these horrible, horrible things that happen in the world, like it really makes you think that everything I'm going through isn't that bad. And at least like the people yeah. in my life are still like happy and healthy. You know, doing these podcasts has been such a joy for Jamie and I. And it's amazing looking back on the episodes that we have, and we really want to thank every single guest that we've had on, and we want to thank every single one of you that have been with us through this journey or maybe just be tuning in. Hopefully, this was a nice little compilation, and happy 4th of July to everyone, and I figured we'd leave you with something super, super special, which is a duet between my daughter Henley and I, and it's special, but thank you again to everyone. Have a safe, happy 4th of July from both Jamie and I, and we look forward to so many more exciting episodes. Please feel free to reach out to us or even take a picture while you're listening to the podcast and tag us in it. We'd love to give you a shout out. Always remember that you can follow us at Hot Marriage Cool Parents on Instagram or Jamie and Otis on Instagram or me, it's Doug Heiner. We love hearing from you and we do read all your comments. And again, I am trying to rush through this last part because I really am excited for the duet that Henley and I put on. So thank you. God bless. Good night. And we love you. What should we sing? Row, row, row your boat. All right. Ready? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. talk about the first time I ever saw my husband's penis and touched it. So if you want a good story, go to amazon.com and search wifey 101, or you can go to jamiotis.com and snag an autographed copy of my book. And coming from someone that was crying at the altar and thought the experts failed them. Three days later, you touched my penis. <laughs> it's true. Visit us online at jamieotis.com for more great resources.